This is Parrot Talk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. RestoringTheFaith.com Well, good morning. COVID can't keep you down when you are a live broadcaster on the Crusade Channel. Today is the 25th day of the ninth month of the year of our Lord. 2023, Mike Parrot here, back with you, finally, feeling pretty good. This is Paratalk here on the Crusade Channel, broadcasting live Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Today, I want to play a video for you right off the bat. The most popular name in Galway, Ireland. Can you guess what the most popular boy's name was in Galway in 2022? I'd say for probably Connor. I think it was Sean, was it? Peter? No. Richard, Richard. It was not Richard. Was it? Didn't see that coming. It wasn't Richard. No, would you like to know what it was? Yeah. According to the CSO in 2022, the most popular boy's name in Galway was Mohammed. Oh, yeah. I I read that somewhere, yeah. Mohammed? Oh, my God, yeah, it was Mohammed. I knew that, actually. (laughs) Wow. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, right. That's interesting. In Galway, Mohammed. Well, no, it wasn't Connor. It wasn't Sean. It wasn't Patrick. It wasn't Peter. It wasn't Richard. It wasn't any of their guesses. And yet none of them were surprised by the name Mohammed. 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 The Mohammedans are taking over in plenty of places in Europe. You can easily imagine that France will be gone in 15 or 20 years, maybe even sooner. You're already witnessing the disappearance of London. The Mohammedan invasion of Europe has been underway for some time. And very few politicians in Europe have real solutions to the problem. I saw a tweet thread, and it was really disturbing to me. And it said, well, it's another video, actually. There's a guy who is a white guy, and he was raised in Japan. He's third generation raised in Japan. Here he is. It's your background? So I was born and raised in Tokyo, Japan. My family's been living in Japan for past three generations. All four of my grandparents moved to Japan in the 50s and 60s. My parents, they both grew up in Hokkaido, Japan. I went to Japanese school mostly. I also went to college in London. Yeah. That's me, basically. Do you consider yourself British or Japanese? Yeah, I think it's changing every minute, <laughs> almost. <laughs> okay. So when I was growing up, I thought I'm British, but I grew up in Japan. In the UK, I say I grew up in Japan. I'm from Japan, but I never say I'm Japanese. I'm not from a Japanese family, so I'm quite hesitant to say I'm Japanese, and I would never say that. It's very hard to fully feel Japanese if you're not ethnically fully Japanese. Japanese is easier to understand for me. It reminds me that I grew up in Japan. Right. So there is a there there, there was a a tweet thread here, and this woman Lauren Chen goes out and says this man was born and raised in Japan. His family has been in Japan for three generations. He speaks fluent Japanese. 
Is he Japanese? Question mark. Is he Japanese? Now, this is the same question that I ask you. Are the Mohammedans Irish? Are they Irish? The Mohammedans that are taking over in Galway, Ireland. There won't be any more Galway girls left in Ireland. Is this white man, this British man, Japanese? Well, I think that we need to I think that we need to break this down just a little bit because the fact of the matter, ladies and gentlemen, is that even even other uh, otherwise well-intentioned and good-thinking men can mess this up. This is no attack on Kennedy Hall whatsoever. I like the guy. He was he was a host here on the Crusade Channel. But he answered, yes, he's Japanese. He answered, yes, this white man is Japanese. And Kennedy said something to the effect of, well, I'm ethnically Italian, but I'm Canadian, and so I consider myself to be both. I'm Canadian and I'm Italian. Okay. Let's break this down just for a second. All right? What does it mean to be Japanese? What is the essence of it to be Japanese? What is the definition of being Japanese? What is the definition of being Irish? What is the definition of being a woman? What is a woman? We've been asked this question by Matt Walsh before, yes? I would contend to you that there are objective qualities which are inherent in being fully Japanese, in being fully Irish, in being a woman. And that there's something very similar and insidious in insisting that these Mohammedans who are foreign to Ireland, completely foreign, have never been there before, don't belong there, shouldn't be there, that these Mohammedans, just because they have anchor babies in Galway and they're naming them Mohammed, that they are somehow Irish. Well, they're born there. They might speak with an Irish accent. Yeah, but they don't look the part. They don't look the part. That's like a woman with an Adam's apple. You don't look the part. Yeah, but I really want to be a woman. I don't care. But I've really tried. I've done the top surgery. I've done the bottom surgery. You don't look the part. You don't walk like a duck. You don't quack like a duck. You're not a duck. But I try to walk like a duck, and I try to quack like a duck. Well, you're still not and never will be a duck. The reason why the safe trad crowd, the reason why the politically correct crowd, the reason why the professional class can't get this question right is because they don't have the fortitude to say that there is ethnicity involved in identity. That there are ethnic groups, and that those ethnic groups 
have a claim to their own territory. In fact, that's part of what it means to define a country. You cannot uh, come from the new world, Canada, which is itself being taken over by the Mohammedans. I've seen it myself. Canada is half Mohammedan at this point. Are the Mohammedans in Canada Canadian? You can't look at this from the point of view of the new world. The United States of America is a complete clash of ethnicities. It is a mixture, a melting pot. If you're listening to this in Catholic Louisiana, you probably have a different ethnicity than if you're listening to this in the upper Midwest. And if you're listening to the sound of my voice in New York City, there's a good chance that you and I might look a lot different from each other. So this question has to be answered by somebody who has some kind of grounding to the old world. Because if you're sitting in Canada or the United States, if you're sitting in the new world, which does not have an ethnic background, a component to our culture, an ethnic component to our culture, or at least does not strongly have. I shouldn't say that we have none, because we certainly do have some. But the Celts have been in Ireland since the beginning. The Japanese have been in Japan since the beginning. To be Japanese is to look Japanese. To be Japanese is to have Japanese blood. To be Irish is to be a Celt, is to look Celtish, is to have Celtish blood. To be a woman is to look like a woman. To be a woman is to have the blood of a woman. It's in the blood. Do you not understand this? This seems like a very easy concept. I don't know how we can get this wrong. Is it really that scary to say, oh no, you can't be Japanese because you're not ethnically Japanese. Japanese-ism is ethnic and linguistic and geographic. To be Irish is ethnic and linguistic and geographic. It's all the components of the culture, not just the ones that I like. In other words, if we grant that this white guy is Japanese merely because he's lived in Japan, then squatting in a place makes you a member of that place. If a squatter shows up in my house and he lives in my house somehow escaping my knowledge for some amount of time, does he ever become a parrot? Does he become one of us? Does he become one of our family? 
If a squatter shows up and lives in my house, even for a generation or two, is he ever blood kin of mine? No, he is not. He is not. Because we have a bloodline in our family. And we have a look about us. And we have our territory. Just because you violate the sovereignty of my territory does not mean that we are blood kin. Do you not understand this, ladies? I I don't know if I... Am I making a big deal out of something that's really not a big deal? I just, I see people out there on the Twitter who are saying that a British guy is Japanese on the one hand, but then saying that a tranny's not really a tranny on the other. Look, you can't have it both ways. And this is why I tweeted that no, he is not and never will be Japanese. He is not and never will be Japanese. What is the difference between believing an Anglo-Saxon can become a Japanese and believing a man can become a woman? There is no difference between those two things. Both are blatant denials of reality. Because there is a reality to this. There is an objective reality. There is a reality which we can define, which we can see with our eyes, which we can feel with our fingertips. There is a reality to this situation of what it is and what it is not to be a Japanese. An Anglo-Saxon is not a Japanese. I don't care If he's wearing the robes, I don't care if he's the last freaking samurai. I don't care. If Tom Cruise shows up and he's speaking Japanese and he's wearing the last samurai suit, he is not a Japanese. Okay? That, you know, that was always my problem with that stupid movie. How an Anglo-Saxon can become the last Japanese samurai. Only in Hollywood, only Tom Cruise would have the hubris to believe that he, and he alone, would become the last samurai of Japan. Thus begins our difficulty in discerning reality. And I think that the, that the difficulty here is not a lack of intelligence. I don't think that people who, who, who make this mistake are foolish or silly. I think that the real difficulty here is fear. Fear of being called a name when your livelihood depends on your tweets. Fear of being called a racist. Fear of being called a xenophobe. Fear of being labeled something by the people who don't even like you and are going to label you that regardless. These people don't like us. These people do. Nobody likes us. The sooner we realize that, the more freeing it is. 
people are always like, aren't you afraid? Aren't you worried about your reputation, Mike? I mean, you know, you say all these really spicy things on the Crusade channel, live talk radio the way it should be, and I do. This is why you're paying attention. This is why you are a subscriber. This is why you're a Founders Pass member. The reason why you're listening right now, the reason why you have your Founders Pass, is because you know that I really don't care about being called a name. I don't care about that. The people who are calling me a name are going to call me a name anyway, even if I'm the most well-behaved post-enlightenment leftist. If you have one opinion which runs contra to their dogma, their faith, they will call you names. And that can be scary for some people. Nobody wants to be called a racist or an anti-Semite or a homophobe. Nobody wants to be called these things. It can be very distracting when you're trying to earn a living based on the quality of your tweets, based on the size of your audience. Ay, ay, ay. Here's the thing. Both of these things, claiming that an Anglo-Saxon can become a Japanese and claiming that a man can become a woman, both of these things are denials of reality. We have to live in reality. I'm sorry. Reality has to come and smack you in the face every now and then. Sometimes we need a wake-up call. Hello, this is reality. Oh, hi, nice to see you. How are you? I'm good. I'm here to just let you know that things are a certain way. And you can't get out of it. Oh, really? Yes, really. There's no going back to false reality, to surreality. Thank you. Have a nice day. There is an ethic, an ethnical, ethnic component to being a member of a race. If you are a member of a race, a certain race, then you are a member of those people. And to be a member of that race, you have to have the blood of that race. Okay? We used to understand this. But in our metropolitan blended cities now that we have that we invented in the new world and then imported to the old world, go to any Eurotrash city and you just see chaos in all directions chaos absolute chaos we have forgotten these things we've forgotten what it means to be a member of a society and you know we in in the new world we can be excused from this just a little bit we have a little bit of an excuse in the new world We do. Because, for example, the United States of America, the USSA, the land of usury, sodomy, and abortion, it was populated by quite a few different ethnic groups. 
First, it was a, it was part of the Spanish Empire. And then the Anglo-Saxons arrived. The Dutch in New York, the Germans in the Upper Midwest, the Irish in a huge wave, the Italians after them coming through Ellis Island. We, even a, a couple, paltry few generations ago, still had ethnic churches in these United States. There's the Irish church, there's the Italian church, there's the German church, there's the Bohemian church. They're on different street corners in the same city. And it was considered ideal... That we retain them. Hmm. There must have been something about being with people who look like you. Who talk and think and dress and eat and sing like you. There must have been something about congregating with our own. That was advantageous to human life. It certainly was done that way for a long time and now is no more and it is incomprehensible to the grifter class that we would ever have had such a thing. And now, having been dispensed with the ethnic parishes and now having been traditional for a few years, or so, a handful of years. We should speak about it, and we should opine about it, and we should basically declare that anyone can be anything. That's my big problem with this. Anyone can be anything. If an Anglo-Saxon can be a Japanese, then a man can be a woman. A dog can be a horse. If an Anglo-Saxon can be a Japanese, can be a Japanese. He wasn't even claiming to be like part Japanese. He made no he made no ethnic claim. He said I'm British. He looked British. He wasn't half Japanese. He wasn't mixed race. He was making no DNA claim to the people of Japan. Zero. None whatsoever. Look, if he were half Japanese or something, if he had if he had the look about him, if he were halfway there, and he were saying, well, you know, I consider myself Japanese, I've got the blood, I lived here, I'm half, you know, whatever. That's That's a different thing. That may be a different thing. A fully Mohammedan-blooded baby born in Ireland is not Irish. He is not Irish. I don't care if he's an anchor baby. I don't care if he's born there. This idea that wherever you plop out of your mother's womb, that's where your citizenship comes from? That's a fake invention of the West, of the New World. That's a fake... Invention of the USSA, the United States of America. It has always been understood, not where you plop down, is where you're from. 
But who you are, your identity comes from your parents. You inherit an identity. This is the major problem in the United States of America today, in the USSA. This is why even well-intentioned high IQ grifters don't get it. We inherit a reality from our own parents. Our identity is given to us by our parents. In scripture, the most interesting part for uh, the ancient man, the most interesting part of scripture was so-and-so begot so-and-so, who begot so-and-so, who begot so-and-so, who begot so-and-so, who begot so-and-so. It's the lineage. Who are you? What is your line? Which tribe are you? This would be the most interesting aspect of sacred scriptures to the ancient mind. To our betters, I would argue. You and I, we gloss over that stuff when, oh boy, when there's a long reading at Mass from Numbers or Judges or wherever these long passages are of the, of the long lineage of people. How about the long lineage of our Lord? Don't you think that we should be a little bit more interested in that? Don't you? I mean, I, honestly, don't you think that we should spend just one second thinking about, oh, he does come from the house of David. Because here's the lineage. So-and-so begot so-and-so begot so-and-so begot so-and-so begot so-and-so. Don't you think that we ought to be proud of that? If our Lord... If, if our Lord comes back while I'm alive and he looks like a Mohammedan, you and I have an obligation to say that's not him because we know his bloodline. He has an actual bloodline. Our Lord has an actual face. He has human DNA. He has a human inheritance. He has received a human identity from Our Lady. Period. End of story. If our Lord appears to us and he looks like a Celt or a Swede, if he looks like an Anglo-Saxon, if he looks Visigoth, we know it's a false prophet. Because we know what our Lord is going to look like. We know what he did look like. We know who he is. We've got to get this right, ladies and gentlemen. Am I making too big of a deal out of this? I don't think so. We've got to get the little things right. The little things like reality, identity, being, If we can't get the little things like reality, identity, and being right, then we've got big problems. How are we going to fight the transgender agenda? How are we going to counter and withstand radical gender ideology 
if we truly believe that anyone can be anything, depending on where they live? If I change where I live, then I change who I am? If I change what I wear, do I change what I am? If I change how I speak, do I change who I am? These are real questions. If we're not philosophically capable of answering these questions, then we're toast. We're toast. If I change how I speak, do I change who I am? No, I don't. If I change my clothes, do I change who I am? No, I don't. If I change where I live, do I change who I am? No, I don't. One of the important things that I think Americans should do is travel. I think Americans spend a lot of time and money having the perfect boxy house made of cardboard. I think Americans have spent a lot of time and effort and money having the perfect green lawn. I think Americans spend a lot of time and money having as many jobs and vehicles as possible. Americans just spent thousands of dollars yesterday going to the Chiefs game. I'd rather go to Europe. Why do I say that Americans need to travel? Because Americans need to understand who they are. Who we are is we are a most likely European bloodline living in the new world. And if we can start to understand ourselves in that way, then life will make a lot more sense. I am an American citizen. Yes, I am. I am an American citizen. I was born in the United States of America. I am a Spanish and Irish-blooded man. Spanish from my mother's side, Irish from my father's side. And I have been to my mother countries. I have seen my people. And I have felt more at home in the old world than in the new. I've seen people who look like me. And I have felt much more at home there than I ever have felt here. And maybe it's just me. Maybe some of you love football and apple pie. And you think that we have a real culture and a real people here. Maybe some of you actually think that. And if you do think that, God bless you. I just think that it would be advantageous of us if we knew who we were past just our grandparents' generation. Most people don't know beyond their grandparents' generation in these United States. Some of you in the live chat, you know way further back. Some of you have done a thousand years of ancestral research. Does that not give you some sense of foundation, some grounding? 
doesn't it just weigh you down a little bit? Once you know who you have been for a thousand years, who you are, doesn't that just help you understand what is expected of you? Part of why so many people in the United States are rudderless, they are just crazed buffoons, barking mad dogs. Literally, some of them are are barking dogs. They're wearing dog masks and running around like dogs. They have no earthly idea who they are. They have not received an identity from their parents. Well, objectively they have, they just aren't aware of it. They have no idea who their parents are, what was bequeathed to them, and therefore what is expected of them. You know, we used to live in a country where, oh, those are the Sullivans. Yeah, the Sullivans are known for X, Y, and Z attributes. Some might be virtuous, some might be vices. You might say, well, the Sullivans are heavy drinkers, but they got good hearts and they're hard workers. That's what it meant to be a Sullivan in small town, whatever, wherever. Western Pennsylvania. To be a Sullivan in Western Pennsylvania meant something. It carried with it some kind of meaning. Oh, you know, those Smiths, the Smiths like to party. They're the socialites. But they're really good lawyers, all of those Smiths, whole family of them. We used to inherit those types of characteristics from our parents. We used to know what it meant to be in the family. We would inherit family businesses, trades from our family. When we had a society like that, and it was for a fleeting moment in these United States, for a fleeting moment, we resembled our European ancestors in that regard, and therefore Christendom. For a fleeting moment, things were like that here in these United States. There would have been an identity associated with every man, woman, and child. Every man, woman, and child would have known who they are. Who they really are. From whence they came, the clan to which they belong, the bloodline from which they descend. And when you know that about yourself, you know who you are. You are not searching for an alternative identity. You are not a wayward kite flying, flapping in the wind trying to decide what type of stripes you're going to wear that day. Will it be the tranny stripes, the faggotry stripes, the pedo stripes? Which stripes will you wear? This, I am convinced, the true and most effective way to end this cultural madness that we are living in, is to get back to the principles of identity and being 
And how do we get back to those things? Through clearly articulating who we are. Rediscovering who we are on a cultural level, on an ethnic level, on a linguistic and geographic level. Who are we? Who are you? Oh, I'm a Euromutt. Okay. Break that down for me, Euromutt. Well, I took the pen and I swabbed my mouth and I sent it to the Mormons and the Mormons told me I'm 27% French. All right, let's work with that. You're 27% French. Is that the biggest percentage? Can you find your French family? Can you go to the region of France that your family lived? Can you find someone there that's related to you? Teach your children about it. Show them who they are. Talk about it. Talk about your ancestors. Find out more about them. Find that that weird aunt in your family that has all the family secrets and keeps the binder, the ancestral binder of this begot this and this begot that and he begot her and this, this happened. Go read that binder. Go spend time with that weird aunt who's cataloged everything, who's just waiting for someone in your generation to show some kind of interest in who you are. Ladies and gentlemen, when we do that, when we accord an identity to our children, they will not have a crisis of being. They will not wonder who they are. They will not question it any longer. The antidote to the war on reality is living in reality. The antidote to the war on being is knowing who we are. You know, knowledge of self, knowing who we are. Lord, teach me to know who I am. That's Augustinian, St. Augustine. We cannot make this mistake of going online and saying, well, the white guy can be a Japanese because I'm Italian, and, and but I'm also Canadian. Stop. Stop the madness. We've got to have clear thinking on our side. We, if we're not clear thinking on our side, we're not getting anywhere. I am looking for counter-revolutionaries who have the courage and the gusto to stand up and say an Anglo-Saxon is not a Japanese because he doesn't have Japanese blood. Period. Just say it. Just say the truth. Regardless of what they call you, they're going to call you those names anyway. We need to stand up and say the truth. The Mohammedan born in Galway is not Irish. Never will be. Never can be. Impossible. He will never, ever, 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 ever be Irish. 
He can dress like an Irishman. He can talk like an Irishman. He can live his whole life for however many generations in Ireland. I don't care. He will never, ever, ever be Irish. It's the new island of uh, new, different diversities, multicultural people, Filipinos, Spanish, Africans, mixed people. I, I met, I met, I met a girl. I met the girl the other day, and I was like, "Where are you from?" She goes, "Me man's from China, and me die is from Africa." I'm like, "Whoa, Ireland is unique now. We 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 we're mixed." Because I can imagine in ten years' time, there's going to be Barack Obamas walking around, Beyonces, and oh, different different sorts. Mixture of people. So the whites are going extinct here now. So we are, we're taking over. <laughs> the whites are going extinct here now. We're taking over. Says an African immigrant to Ireland. Celebrating the disappearance of the Irish people. The whites are going extinct here now. We're taking over. Don't let them take over. They're only taking over because we're letting them take over. And we're letting them take over because we are pretending that they are Irish. They are not. You are not Irish, Mr. African Immigrant. Oh, he's, oh, he's, you should see this clip. He's wearing a tweed hat. He's wearing a, a, a very nice blazer. Looks to be of Irish wool. African immigrant to Ireland. Wearing the stuff. He's got a bit of an Irish accent to his English. Celebrating. The whites are going extinct here now. We're taking over. And who would aid and abet them? Anyone who says that it is possible for this man to be Irish. Be who you are. Be strong in who you are. Be comfortable in your own skin. That is my exhortation to you today. We gotta live in reality because reality smacks you in the face and tells you, hey, welcome back. Thank you for listening to the Crusade channel. This is Live Talk Radio the way it should be. And this is just the beginning to a great week. I'll see you at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time tomorrow, Tuesday, and every day thereafter. God bless you. Thank you for listening. This is Parrot Talk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. Restoringthefaith.com.